Welcome to Hotspot. I'm your host, Gabriel Monkow. Today, joining me as he always does at the top right is Philip Tran, my trusty co-host, as well as at the bottom left, we have Vitor Vincente, BU23, UPE Director of Recruitment and a Freelance Systems Administrator. And at the bottom right, we have Nick Nee, uh, BU21, UPE Secretary and an Intuit Intern. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Chilling a little bit before the exam craze, I guess. In the exact same boat as Vitor. Taking my break. I feel that. This is kind of the last week, isn't it? After this, it's just all downhill um, for a while. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So this is kind of a special episode of Hotspot as we approach both the least jolly time of the year of finals and the jolliest time of the year shortly after that. Uh, We kind of wanted to do a bit of a, a holiday special. And what is more fitting for such a time of the year as we look forward to the next year, 2021, that we look back, way back to the past. And I think we should just start with how you guys got started in all of this. So how did you guys get started in tech? What were your interests like getting started in all of it? And how did you end up at BU and at UP? You want to take it, Nick? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, Tech? I don't know. I feel like I was born right in the time when tech was just everywhere and it was just like creeping. It was creeping in, not exactly as it is today, but it was creeping in to that point. Uh, so I've just always been like either on a computer playing some sort of like children's game when I was a kid. Um, and then just sort of just kept track of all that stuff growing up, never really had a period of time where I wasn't sort of interested in what's happening in tech and all the advancements in anything. Um, and so with that, like my brother is actually a software engineer. So I sort of just saw what he was doing. I was getting pretty interested in that. Uh, so I tried a CS course in high school and I liked it. It was fun. It was like basically small riddles that I could do on a computer, which I'd which is fun. Um, and so I just applied to college in CS and I ended up at BU. So. We got it. Um, so I'm sort of in the same boat. I played a lot of video games when I was a kid and I have an older brother that sort of got me into video games. And at some point I stumbled into Minecraft and that led me down a rabbit hole of starting to actually develop plugins and mods for Minecraft. And that ended up being how I pay for this university. So, oh, that's pretty sick. All right, that's so, awesome. Yeah, I did not know that. That's really cool. <laughs> so What's how- your favorite mod that you made, Vitor? Uh, so, for professional uses, I don't really make mods because that's a lot more complicated and it's not really profitable. Uh, I make plugins mostly, um, but on the same way of thinking, my favorite plugin to make was actually a network distribution plugin that would allow you to just have a bunch of servers running just this, and then it would handle <clears throat> the entire traffic of the network in a way that it don't crash anything, which is sort of important. <laughs> would we know the name by any chance? I've done some server management for Minecraft stuff. No, it was a private, privately developed thing for the Archon. Okay. So it's what they use to handle their network. That's super cool. That's super cool. And then you just kind of applied for CompSci, ended up at BU? Yeah, basically. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that at all. That's a really cool backstory. Um, and so you guys ended up at BU, right? Your comp side majors, you're here. 
when did you join UP? And like, how did you guys sort of like hear about UP? And more importantly, what was everything like back then? Like you show up at BU, what were like your first impressions of everything? What were you thinking? What was going through your minds? Uh, I'll start. So first and foremost, uh, when I got to BU, I was, I, I never visited the campus beforehand. So I sort of just applied to BU and I ended up coming to BU. So me coming on campus was sort of, taking everything in at once so yeah, it's sort of like everything was in a straight line exactly i was like i can't go anywhere i have to walk like a mile to get to the other side of get to my class there's nothing in west campus anyways so exactly. it's not a loss i was living in west actually my yeah, uh, I know. Year. so i went from west <laughs> i just walked like west to east basically an hour basically like a mile every day just to get my my classes hope it kept you healthy yeah exactly that was that was a positive um, but, uh, from there I heard of UPE in sophomore year. Um, and it was the first time it was back when splash was a in-person thing and you went to like Nickerson and there were all these booths and you went up to people and actually saw them in person and their faces. Um, splash was, was a club fair, right? Yeah, exactly. We haven't had the luxury of having yeah, that yet. So. Unfortunately not. We had to hop onto Remo and pretend that we yeah. were at a club fair. Yeah, I mean, we had elevators, which were cool. Yeah, it's like That's Remo, true. but in person and real. I, imagine, imagine real. That's real crazy. Remo. That's insane. Who came up with that? I bet they got a scholarship. You know what? <laughs> One thing that they could have that could have made Remo so much more interesting is if you had to wait to use the elevator. And to wait inside the elevator because they had really like broke floors. my realism. Yeah, yeah it really didn't immerse me in the experience at all. To stand in the elevator. Honestly, when I went to, it's kind of weird that you just kind of discovered UPE at Splash because I, that's how I, I discovered it, and I honestly thought it was a frat. No, yeah, same. Like, <laughs> kind of sounds like it. I I was just walking around, and I was walking with Melly actually, who you had on last podcast. She was like, "Yo, there's a CS frat on campus," and we were like. That's crazy. We have to apply to that. That's, no way. I don't know to. if that makes people want to apply or, or like <laughs> just they think it's a frat. So it's like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Like it's weird. Like it's not a solid combo of CS and frat. And like the yeah. first thing we mm -hmm. thought of was like that social network scene where everyone's like code. They're doing that coding challenge and they're like, you have to code this as oh. and you have to take shots. You take a team. shot. Yes. <laughs> what a That's classic what scene. Yeah. You guys, you guys do that for UPE, obviously, right? Of oh, course. Yeah. Uh, on the deal. Of course. On the deal. We don't like talking. Yeah. So I just heard about that from Splash. We applied and then we ended up being like the first initiated class uh, to actually be a part of UPE. Also, who was around back then? Like, who did you apply to? So we apply to the founding members. So that's Alan, Rudy, Jane, uh, you know, th that sort of core group, Rachel. Um, they're the ones who like thought of the club and made it an actual thing. Um, and then, yeah, I actually had Rudy interview me. So shout out to Rudy. For Small like, world. Yeah, we, we had, had him, him on, on our first episode. first episode. Yeah. yeah. So this would have been what, like 2015 then? 2016 rather? Uh, so that's two or three ish years two, ago. Three years ago, right? So twenty. Oh, okay. Eighteen, twenty eighteen. So it would have been. Like it would have been later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you, yeah how did right, you get cool. started with so, this? Like, yeah. So my experience was a bit different. Uh, I also had Splash in person. 
So I didn't have, have to, to rub it in our face. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we get it. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't know where UP was. And I was walking around with two of my roommates at a time, which was actually last year. And this wasn't forever ago. Um, and they were both business majors and we were just sort of just walking around and I saw a computer science honor society. And I remember perfectly that Rachel and Melissa were at the table and I just put my name down on the mailing list. I didn't even say anything. I just put my name down and left and I just went to the events and I also got interviewed by Rudy and I got in here. Rudy's um, the plug. <laughs> yeah. Rudy is the plug. That is very true. Take notes, everyone. Um, and as for BU, I mean, I really enjoyed being on campus. It was my first time in the US for like a serious amount of time. And it was honestly a lot better than what it's being this semester. So I sort of feel bad for you guys that have to deal with like being online. Um, but hopefully next semester or next year be slightly better. So were you in Portugal before that? Yes, I was in Portugal. Interesting stuff. Interesting. You know, one thing I definitely did not um, realize coming into this episode, <clears throat> everybody on this show has either been interviewed by or interviewed Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy um, how that works. <laughs> yeah. That's I've heard he's kind of the goat of UPE. Like, uh, like everybody like really likes Rudy. Like he's, he's yeah. really good at what he does. Yep. Definitely top tier UPE member. Sure. We like put him in the S tier. Is that where he's going to sit? Easily. Easily. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you all walk up to this desk. You've got some people behind it, some of the founding members. I mean, Rachel was there for both, it sounds like, right? Um, you put down your name, you walk away, you get an interview, you get in. What were you sort of thinking by the time you got in? Like, were you thinking that this was going to be like a significant portion of your your college time? Like, uh, were you thinking that this was a frat, apparently? Um, and I mean, how hard was like the interviews? Were you terrified of those? We were a little terrified when we applied. Um, so how was all that process? So for my interview, it was the first time I was interviewing in person because all my other jobs are like remote. So I'd never sat down at a desk with somebody else. Um, and I remember it was Rudy and Alan that interviewed me. And I honestly thought the interview went really bad, but apparently it didn't because I'm here. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. So I definitely feel like the, the fear of the interviews. I've never liked interviews. Um, and when I got in, I was surprised that a lot of the friends I had made during uh, CS orientation had also gotten in. So people like Patrick and Justin, and that sort of became my core friend, friend group here at university. How about you, uh, Yeah, for me, so I was interviewed by Rudy, and I think Jing was also there, but I don't remember. Um, oh, wait, no, it was just Rudy because someone came in late, and they just decided not to come, I guess. So it was just me and Rudy. Basically, we were just shooting the shit. He would ask me questions. I, I did pretty well. Like I got, I finished everything really early and I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I was nervous because again, like Victor, it was my first um, in-person interview for anything sort of remotely like this. Um, but not to, not to brag, but I fucking killed it. <laughs> oh, slow down here. That's where it's at. That's a quote. I will say that it was <laughs> the first like round of interviews they ever done. So it's probably like not as intense that it is now nowadays. Yeah. Um, but like I went out of it, I was like pretty confident. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then going into like the first meeting, I had no idea what to expect like at all. Uh, Cause again, CS and frat don't really me meld well together. So uh, I had no concept of what we were going to do. Um, 
but it sort of being it sort of ended up being this thing that took over my college life it became like i do work and then i do stuff for up and then it's like that's the big thing for me um yeah grateful for that i guess how about we turn this question on to eric coast here what is it like when you applied huh gabe <laughs> Bro, UPE is kind of wild. Um, <clears throat> I had okay. I don't even remotely remember how I found out about UP. I probably told I you. Didn't, maybe at yeah. Least, uh, I did see it at like the Remo Fair or whatever, or anything like that. I pretty sure I was kind of like I wasn't like a late applicant or anything like that, but I was definitely one of the later ones. I think we have like this little group of comp site people. We hang out myself, Philip, some other people. I think it was. Dominic Maglione, uh, who first probably found out about it, or or Philip, uh, one of you two, and applied. And then I just sort of heard that they were applying, thought, you know, whatever, I'd apply. At this point, I was applying to like 22 clubs. Uh, I just kind of put it on the list as another one. I didn't really realize what I was doing. Um, the gravest mistake of my life thus far. No, I'm kidding. Um, and, and yeah, I did not really realize what was happening until the day before it was the day that interview started and i had never received an email or something like that saying that i had to sign up for an interview slot i don't know if that messed up on the back end uh not to point any <laughs> oh. fingers but i didn't have an interview really slot. bad yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't have an interview slot and 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 yeah I, I was literally like it was the day of and i remember being in a call with philip and dom and they were like oh yeah we gotta we gotta like prep for this interview like like we're kind of scared about this interview i'm like what are you guys talking about they're like, up i'm like oh i think i signed up for that and they're like yeah the interviews are today i'm like Oh, well, that's nice. Um, good to know. Uh, so I kind of scrambled through a um, lovely website known as the Inquisitor. Very easy to use, user-friendly. Um, very. And managed to find where to sign up, signed up, showed up. Went pretty well. I think I was interviewed by Melissa. And there's somebody else there, but I don't recall who. Um, and went well. It was, it was definitely spooky going in. I have to say, I hate... Well, I don't know. Can I disclose what's on the interview to... Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I hate like logic puzzles and stuff like that. Uh, I am not a problem solver. I'm actually a business major now. I was going to do a dual major in comp sci and business. <laughs> I was like, I hate comp sci actually. So I'm not doing that. <laughs> that he chickened um, out. That's yeah, I chickened out. That's exactly what happened. I'm not even sure could it. Um, and those, those logic puzzles are like the crux of it. I looked at them and I was like, this is a terrible experience. Um, but I somehow still managed to do them and got in. So here we are now. Uh, what about you, Philip? Um, so I, I was, I got, I got a little bit of information from UPE cause I went to, uh, it was right next to some other like uh, CS related club. So I just hopped over to that table in the Remo session with Dom and it's like, wow, this is not a frat at all. This is just a bunch of computer nerds in, in, in one group. I'm like, this is pretty cool. So I signed up for that, got my interview slot. Apparently the back end was working that day. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe AWS was doing a little hiccup there. Uh, but I got my time slot, Vitor and Callie were interviewing me, and to take um, some words from a very wise man, um, I f***ing killed it, he's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, did, I think I did pretty good, I was super like nervous going into it, but I did a lot better than I expected, um, going through the logic puzzles, the rope one, dude, what the heck, <laughs> that one got me stuck, I'm like, <sighs> uh, to be honest, Vitor... I don't know if you gave me an early out on that one because I kind of gave like a like a half baked like <laughs> answer to it. I'm like, wait, what if I did this thing with a rope? He's like, yep, you got it, you got it. I'm like, I'll take it, I'll take it. Um, but after the interview was over, we had like a nice chat about some of the things I'm interested in, some of the things that I've built. 
Um, that was really fun. I enjoyed that part of the interview, getting to know uh, you, you folks from the club. And it turns out Cali is really seriously into machine learning stuff. Vitor does some really cool systems admin stuff, and he built Inquisitor. So in definitely, ten future episodes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> so many cool people already that I've met just from those two. And I'm like, this gave me such a great impression of the club. And now I'm here making uh, episodes for a club that I just got involved with because I thought it was a frat. <laughs> I have to, you know, I'm going to take this this moment to make a confession. I have a confession to make. Um, keep in mind, it is too late to kick me out now. Uh, it's done. I'm already inducted. I'm making you content. It's done. Um, I was, <laughs> it was, it was in the interview, and I had like kind of prepped logic puzzles beforehand because for like other programming interviews or stuff like that. I hate them. Um, and I saw, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was the rope one actually. Um, I had seen it before, but I was really scared that if I said that I knew the answer, you guys were going to be like, oh, no problem. We have another one and just slide in a different question. And I was going to be like, oh, hell no. So I sat there for five minutes trying to make the most <laughs> fake like thinking face. I was like, hmm, I wonder what if I what if I burned both sides? <laughs> what if I did that? <laughs> and then I and then I just solved it in like three minutes. And they were like, wow, you did that really fast. I was like. I don't know. Shocker. Uh, okay. Really good at you're, logic you're puzzles, really good I guess. At this. Oh, I'll mention also within my interview, <laughs> when we were doing the coding portion of it, I was writing code in some strange combination of Java, Python, and JavaScript that didn't make sense. I'm pretty sure I used const and int as oh. my variable names. So Wow. Throw I in mean, a bar in there as well. I, I probably did. Yeah, like... Uh, these interview questions have been like a huge debate since the start of this club, basically. Um, and we're always going back and forth between uh, how hard do we want these to be? What are we actually looking for when you know applicants apply? Um, and we always just end up at logic puzzles because you know anyone can do them. You don't have to have a CS degree or anything. You, have, you don't need to know anything about CS. Um, and like we always say, like it shows you're thinking and how do you approach a problem, even though it's like anxiety inducing. And then if you get stuck, you're like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? I don't even know. Do I burn three ends? I don't, I don't even understand. Just burn it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Burn, burn the rope from the middle. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's sort of just we're testing how you approach things. And we don't really, I always say we don't really care if you get the answer. We just see if you're making an effort, if you're doing, if you're putting in the work, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. I think that's it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I'd do it better. I hate it, but I don't know how I'd do it better. So I guess I can't really talk shit. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's tough finding the right questions, uh, right balance between, you know, is it hard enough? Is it challenging enough? Are there different paths to find the answer? Um, you know, but I, I agree. Like, logic puzzles aren't my favorite, but, you know, what, what can you do? They'll prepare you for that Google job that you're not going to get because you're going to bomb it anyway. You're going to bomb a technical <laughs> interview anyways. No, guys. All you need to be a software developer is to know how to burn both ends of a rope at the same time. Like yeah, that's, that's a real that's world a question. question. Just this remember is what actually that. happens. Yeah. If some, if, some, if some person comes up to you, they kidnap you and like, you better solve this logic puzzle or you're never going to see anybody ever again. Bro, like, we're set. I will, I will end your existence. Now you're set. You know what to do. UP prepared us so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's interesting for sure. So you said this is kind of like an age-old question then. Like, how do you set up these interviews? Were they different when you guys applied? Like, how were they structured? Uh, so, sorry. <laughs> uh, so the rope problem is actually a problem that's been in the interview since the beginning. Um, so 
next semester we're probably going to I also got the same yeah, problem. Probably going to so, have to take that up. So <laughs> you get have to make sure that Sorry. No, Sorry. Should we just reveal all the problems to just mess mess with? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's make the job really hard. Let's make them have to create totally new set of interview questions. Yeah. Um, so we we basically just have the recruitment committee this time headed up with Vitor. We sort of just brainstorm and people just put in questions that they think would be good. We go through them. And um, I think this year was a lot more streamlined. Vitor just like sent out a doc and was like, put in questions. Because um, before mm-hmm. we had like a three-hour meeting where we went through every question and we were like, is this good? Does this meet the criteria? Is this wow. too hard? Can we move this to a different section? Um, but I think it went okay this semester. I'm sure Vitor has lots of... Minus the technical <laughs> difficulties, I think it went yeah. pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys will figure out a more streamlined way to do it next semester, but you know. That's pretty awesome. May I also ask about your roles in the club right now? How did you even think of getting involved in that specific role? And what is your job right now? So, um, sorry, Um, I guess I can go ahead. Uh, So I'm director of recruitment, as has been mentioned before in this podcast. Um, My job is to just make sure we actually recruit new people and make sure things work. And when things don't work, sort of fix it myself. Um, so I sort of took a weird approach because like Nick said, in the past, we were able to meet in person and, you know, get all this done. This semester, I was put on a schedule from the beginning and I was like, we're going to keep to this no matter what happens. And there were places where I would like to have more discussion, but I was like, there, nobody's going to show up to discuss these questions for three hours on Zoom. I'm just going to decide which questions we're going to do and screw it. Um, So I'm hoping I can keep streamlining this. Uh, I have one more semester of being director of recruitment. So we'll see how it goes. Don't worry. We're going to develop an in-house machine learning algo to just pluck (laughs) the right answer, like the right questions. By we, he means he. I'll be watching. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, For me, I am the secretary of UP. So that basically just means I do all the busy work um, and that's sort of been cut down due to COVID. So I'm basically just doing attendance and sending out emails. Um, but before that would sort of encompass like uh, setting up, setting up the events, like calling places. Uh, we had social events where we, again, met up with our members and we did things together um, in wow. person. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Not that allowed. I, I that was outlawed. Wow, no, yeah, that's, in this uh, 1984 world, we're actually not allowed yeah. to do it anymore. Um, but yeah, so that's what the secretary usually does. But again, I've been designated to just taking attendance and sending out emails right now. You have a cushy gig right now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> not too bad a physician to snipe, huh, Gabe? Well, I mean, hey, on the low end, on the low key, yeah, a little tempted. Um, but that's actually something really interesting to talk about as well. And definitely not because I'm looking to run or anything. Um, I, How did you guys sort of get into actually applying for these positions? Like, what was the process like back then to apply for positions? And by back then, I mean, I realized for Vitor, this is recent memory. Um, but, and like, how has that changed yeah. over the years? And so you mentioned you have like another semester. Are you stuck with the same position indefinitely? Is that your role until you die? Or like, how does this work? <laughs> No, so what we do is, at least from what I gather, um, at the end of every academic year, we run elections for the big four. Uh, So 
president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. All of these are elected by a majority of the club members. And then these four elected positions uh, pick from the applicant pool for the other ones. So it's internal development, uh, recruitment, and there's two more. <laughs> I should know this. Yeah. <laughs> but they pick whoever they feel is better for these positions. Gotcha. Um, so I applied for VP. I wasn't selected because there were seniors, which is fine. Uh, we'll see how it goes the next semester. Um, and then I was picked for director of recruitment instead. That's sort of how I'm here. Nepotism. Keep that in your minds. Nepotism. <laughs> Taking notes. To be honest, uh, I was on the committee that actually selected Vitor. And I, even though you didn't get you know that higher up position, I really think you did a great job with recruitment this semester. Like, top notch work. Um, yeah, so Vitor obviously touched all the points. Um, but so when you apply for the big four, you go up, like we met in person. Again, I'm going to keep shoving it in your face. We met in person. Uh, you got in front of everyone and you sort of just like explained uh, why you would be good for that position. So I went up and I was like, I'd be good for secretary because I'll be diligent or whatever. I'll just say a bunch of stuff. And then they vote and then uh, you get decided by, you get told that you got it or not. Um, yeah. That's like on the spot, like right there? No, like it takes a bit because they have to count all the votes. You know. That'd be crazy. Just like look around the room. Do you guys like them? Yeah, we like them. All right, you're in. Okay. Yep, good. Well good. done. Good. <laughs> you're done. How are those other non-Big Four positions picked? Like, has the director of recruitment always been a thing? Has director of operations always been a thing, et cetera? Or like, do these roles just expand as the club needs people to, to handle those parts of the club operations? I was actually going to bring that yeah. up too. That's also, good, I'm very confused as to what a director of operations does. What operations are directed? They direct operations, man. What do you mean? So, All there's operations to direct. If I'm right, operations does the events, right? Oh, so, okay. So, uh, Which in the past was a lot more of an extensive yeah. role than it is yeah, right so now. So that was like social and professional events. They would be in charge of making that stuff. Um, in terms of when those events, when those roles popped up, I think recruitment popped up um, after the first year of UP because we realized that recruitment takes a lot of work um, and we can't sort of just leave that to someone on eboard to take over because eboard is dealing with other stuff. Um, so I think they made that position. Um, oh, it's already a thing. Okay. Oh, it's already a thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you got a fact checker beside you? You got a yeah, fact checker. We have a, it's actually we have a five man secret, show and we, we weren't aware. Secret fifth guest? Yeah. No way. Uh, he doesn't want to be on the show, but oh, okay. I have someone from the original class. So she has oh, that's show. awesome. That's sick. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. I was going to I'm not that really actually sure would be an incredible on. cameo. Just saying, we're t this is the perfect episode for that. No way. Uh, this is this is when you have to do a fancy transition. A new challenger arrives. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, exactly. and then it splits it into like a five man display. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, the production value off the charts. Slow down there, Gabe. We got a lot of work. We'll to just do. we'll get like a. I'm, I am going to pressure you to give us a one second quote mystery guest at like. Like like the last second of the podcast, but like that's it. All right, I'll let her know. She ran away because she got embarrassed. Oh, how sad! <laughs> it's all right. Um, okay, so apparently for recruitment, I was wrong. That was always a thing, um, but I think always it became a been. bigger thing uh, this these last couple of years. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, 
but yeah, I don't think it would be crazy if um, there would be more positions popping up as this yeah. club goes on. Can't wait for the director of media to be a Listen, okay, I was about to position. say that. Here's our director of marketing. Director of marketing. Okay, I hate marketing, but consider this, right? <laughs> let, me, let me just point this director out. Director of so, media creation, media production. So both Philip and I are on the uh, Valorant teams for the gaming club, right? Um, slight side mm-hmm. tangent. And uh, I mean, we made this podcast, I've made a podcast before, and I was like, Hey, uh, gaming club president uh, Joe Kwan, you wanna you wanna you wanna help us make a podcast for gaming club Valorant podcast maybe? And he was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And I was like, "All right." So I showed him all the stuff we were doing. We actually just did a trial run like half an hour ago. Um, leaked. You heard it here first. Might be going live in like a month, uh, not a month, like like a little while. It's like ready no to go. Nobody we're watches waiting. this podcast. Like uh, it's, it's not fine. gonna be surprised. It's no nobody watches. It. Still gonna but, be surprised. Um, but so they did that. And then I ran for a position with the BU Gaming Club and they were basically like, wow, so you do media stuff. What if instead of having one media coordinator, we have two media coordinators and you focus on video. So I got elected as a media coordinator for video stuff. And they basically just created that position where I keep doing exactly what I was doing before. But now there's a thing next to my name. Yeah. All I'm saying is I really like making this podcast. Um, I would be fine with coordinating media, uh, this being the media, um, if you were, were to look right. for a media hey, coordinator. Hey, I think something. you should have one for video and one for audio. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm, saying. You know, it's just, just a suggestion. That That's true. Do you take donations? It's pretty do you take donations? Do you take donations? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not a bribe. It's not a bribe. It's not a bribe. We're donating to the campaign. I don't bribe. It's a donation. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty. Should fun. we move on to so, another topic before we we crawl like <laughs> dive headfirst into the nepotism that we are? I don't know what you're talking about. This conversation never happened. It's not being recorded or anything. So. It's not being recorded. Um, so no. when, when you guys got to BU, we, we talked about UPA, but what about the other tech clubs and organizations around? Like, how have they grown? And are you involved in any of those? Some classic examples are like the gaming club or like Boston Hacks or like I know CSA. Vitor's technically my mentor for that. So yeah. Oh, Hack that for Impact. True. What else? Yes, Hack there's, for Impact. There's like a bunch of other smaller clubs. There used to be Build Labs oh, yeah. and a um, bunch of others. Your camera's slightly uh, out of so focus, I'm by the way. I'm personally involved. Yeah. Am I actually? Just a tad. My camera's a bit dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there's an easy fix for that, but you're going to hate me to fix this in production. Oh but my goodness. It's the only way I know how to fix That's it. That's fine. <laughs> I have a DSLR that I want to set up, but I don't have a tripod yet. Um, anyway, side tangent aside, um, I am involved in CSA. I am your mentor, actually. Uh, I was supposed to email you last week. I didn't email anybody last week. I'm going to get yelled at for doing that. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I'm also involved with Boston Hacks. Yeah. I actually just interviewed to be the tech lead for Boston Hacks. I doubt I'm going to get the position, oh, but it's really interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's my involvement on campus. Um, I used to, in freshman year, I was in a club called Mobile App Development or something. I, I don't remember the club. Global name. App Challenge, maybe? Global App yeah, Challenge? Yeah, like, Impact. Yeah. yeah. Like global app initiative or something. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they I just know. merged with Hack for Impact. Okay, so I was I was in that when it was before it was Hack for Impact. Um, and I thought it was I joined as a freshman, and I thought I would get some good experience, but I feel like they just threw me into the waters too quickly when I don't know anything like about anything. That's fair. So they were like, okay, so build this screen for me, build this front end screen for me, and I'm like, okay. 
what is a front end? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I do have a gripe with some tech clubs at BU, but maybe that's not the time to make enemies right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm a freshman. Like they're just going to eviscerate me. <laughs> at least for me, it just was too much too quickly. So sort of just dropped out of that. And I sort of, uh, uh, I, I didn't join any other clubs after that until I found UP, and that sort of just t- took over. Yeah, honestly, I think it's kind of a problem with some of the clubs. It's like not enough to help the people there who's interested get up to speed, or at least not in a way that's helpful. Like, um, I think it's not. It's not that um, there's not people there that don't know how. To, it's like, wow. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is the methods that they're using to like teach students who are interested in this thing aren't very effective. It's either throwing them in the deep end too much or just like not giving them enough information or enough practical experience with, you know, doing the things they need. Do I name names, Gabe? I mean, you could name (laughs) drop, but there's only so many clubs on campus that kind of do stuff like this. So I I don't think. Yeah, but I, I think it's just that you have all the right ideas there, but you really have to like at the end of the day, it's all about the hands-on experience. You can't go through a slide set and expect people to get it. You need to actually walk them through how to do it practically. Um, like you see this. And that, was, um, yeah. go ahead. that was kind of the problem that we faced was like that. You're not the people who need to learn aren't learning very effectively. And the people who already know are getting bored. Um, so you're kind of losing both ends of the spectrum and you end up with this weird average in the middle. That's just kind of annoying. Um, and I feel like there almost needs to be, because a lot, pretty much all of these clubs actually really advertise themselves, market themselves as being like super project heavy. Like we're going to be doing all this cool stuff, and it's like we're gonna like we have goals, and this is what we want to accomplish. Um, so it's like I feel like you need to either decide if if that's what you want to do, then look for people that are already experienced and don't bother like teaching people. Otherwise, aim to be a, te- a club that like feeds into those other clubs and be just a teaching club. Because I feel like being both just isn't working. Yeah, um, I really think it that's doesn't just my work. Experience, though. Yeah, and hey, I've only been involved in a small sliver of these tech clubs, so I can't say this is a universal experience. But for the ones that I've been in, I found the experience to be boring. I'm like, eh, this is kind of like, I already know the stuff. I'm being bored, and I don't really think that they're teaching effectively uh, for people who really need the help. Um, that's, that's just my thoughts, though. I'm just one person on the campus. No, I think that's a pretty universal problem. I see pretty much everywhere. Like, it's hard to find that right balance, like you guys were saying, between something that's interesting and something that's, you know, reachable. And in, that's, yeah. it, you can see definitive progress in what you're doing and you feel like accomplished. So that's what makes you keep going back, right? It's like, oh, I'm doing something. I can yeah. keep doing more things. Um, like, but it's hard because there is a huge, steep incline in what you can do, especially early on in CS. Like once you get over that really steep incline, then you can have a wider range of stuff you can do before another steep incline shows up. But like, it's it's hard to, I don't know, be that ladder on that steep incline to help people yeah. go up that step. I tend to agree. And there's there's some clubs who try to split the club in half where there's like a set of experienced people, which I mean, I can only assume that they're doing pretty fine because the people who are very experienced are just killing it really making really awesome projects but it's that other half the the group of people who are just getting into it that i think is really being neglected uh simply because the methods used for teaching aren't very effective um that just comes down to i mean maybe it's also quite hard through zoom because 
uh, when you're teaching people in person, like if somebody has a problem, raise their hand. I'm like, all right, I got you right there. But if you're doing it over Zoom, there's just so much more friction between hopping from one person to the next that it becomes almost impossible, I think. Um, but that has to go hand in hand with better instruction, um, actually giving those students practical skills and giving them the practical experience, not going through a slide set and expecting them to absorb the information. Because you can't learn just by looking. You have to also actually do this stuff. Yeah, definitely. This, this, uh, sorry, I feel like no, go ahead. it's hard to understate how tough everything is with Zoom and just doing stuff over video. Like even bringing back this conversation to the club, um, I feel like one of the major things that this club has developed into is a social club. Like you come into this club and you meet friends and you meet people and you do things with them and you have fun and it's a nice time uh, to interact with your peers in this degree. Um, but over Zoom, like it's tough. You can't have a nice social interaction like we used to have. Yeah. Um, if a club asks me to find like three items in my room in 30 seconds, one more time, I swear I'm dropping out. I'm so <laughs> over it. I don't want to find a stapler, a piece of gum and like a compressed air can and just have to rush over. Like, I, I don't, I don't. Hey, still easier than finding an RTX 3080, right? That's I have one in my computer. No. Okay. How dare you. <laughs> All right. This man right. camped outside of a micro center though. Like unironically. Twice. Twice. <laughs> oh my God. What a masochist. I can't believe it. Yeah, I think you're losing a lot of that social aspect with Zoom. I, I feel like people aren't as engaged with even the UPE as they would have been when, if it's, you know, just a bunch of people in the same room. Like, okay, with your experience, like, has that really changed over Zoom? Like, I feel like people just aren't as involved as they could be. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and I think they were this semester and... Me and Nick were part of this. We tried to sort of boost it off like the brownie points. This is the first time we're actually enforcing brownie points. But it's getting to a point and somebody on the board actually brought this up where it's like an obligation instead of something people would, you know, want to do. Because I remember going to UPE meetings and I'd have fun. I'd sit in the table with my friends and we'd chat and we'd have chapter and it'd just be a good time. But over Zoom, it's so hard to maintain parallel conversations and there's no way you can have like 40 people talking about the same thing. It's impossible to have a natural it's just conversation. It's so weird how, in, in some instances, I actually think doing things online makes things so much more convenient. Like class, for example, I don't have to walk to class. I love that. But when it comes to actual social interaction, it's been so tough just to talk to people. And uh, maybe that's why we had the idea for this podcast, because we're all lonely and we need a social connection. Um, and, you know, for those also... social clubs, especially UPE, Zoom has kind of destroyed the experience a little. It's kind of sad. I mean, we're Philip, doing I have to say, we, I have to, we have to bring up the induction here. Like the actual like, ceremony <laughs> to like bring us in. That was pretty, I mean, it hit pretty hard. I have to say, I really felt like I was there with you guys uh, and definitely wasn't memeing. I love the, the music. The time. That was really good. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I imagine that hit a bit harder for you guys when you were uh, there originally, right? Yeah, like we can't do these fun things. We can't just mess around and do funny bits uh, with the club and everyone be on a joke because on Zoom, like at any point your connection could go out or your, or your sound could go out. And then it's just like everything gets shut down to either like everything's working, but you're still online. You're still just looking at one face and only one person's talking at a time or it's not working at all. Um, and what a double-edged sword, huh? Exactly. Like it's, 
it's a huge bummer because especially with CS, not to disparage CS, but CS people aren't that social. So to have this ooh. social club come I mean, together. You're right. But ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We're dragging them on the podcast because of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the best that we can get. I think this is as pretty personal, honestly. As personal as you can get without I I guess um being there in person. Just mm-hmm. a, a small group of people ta- talking, you know, shooting the breeze. Yeah. Like, um, back to the main point of the podcast of like reminiscing. Some of, like one of the biggest things that this club used to do was have this group Bodeborg event. Um, I don't know if you guys know what Bodeborg is. Not a clue. Uh, I don't know. Sounds like a cult ritual. Sounds like something out of Star Trek or something. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it's turning into that at this club. It's like, um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, imagine escape rooms, but condensed to like a five minute version and then there are like 20 of them um and then you can just go to any room and you do some sort of activity like physical mental something like that and then if you get it then you go like stamp a card and then you move on and you go to a different one that any is percent so no cool. emulator speed run <laughs> yeah, any like, percent i would just well it has to be 100 percent, right i mean i, I guess so. i guess i guess i mean yeah. else you could just like say you i'm don't done leave, you're I'm just done. there yeah. i rage quit i rage quit there you go people did rage quit <laughs> that's, that's hilarious escape rooms are so fun that would have been killer for upe yeah, like that's the thing that's probably the biggest icebreaker for this club and that's where most of the people get their friends like a lot the team that i was on Bodeborg the first time uh are like still some of my closest friends one of the people is sitting r- right next to me She's my girlfriend now. Like that's how that's how crazy this boda boy. Yep. Like you're <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. advertising right now. You're gonna find Gabe, a Gabe knows I'm joking. I swear. I swear. All right, let me figure out who this is. Uh, let me go find who your teammates were so that I can introduce this guest <laughs> right. on the podcast. Once I don't know if talking. you're gonna find it. Just start naming names. <laughs> Just start naming names, Gabe. We'll, oh, we'll I have an idea of who everyone. it might be. But like the fact that we can't do this event, and like after this event, we also all went together and got dim sum together. Like, oh, yeah, that's solid. Like, this, yeah. it's just so wholesome, and you actually build this community get together. And the fact that we can't do that anymore has, I feel like, yeah. really impacted how this club is. Uh, over right now. Do you think Epsilon, Wait. like, Epsilon is just going to suffer? That's our class, by the way, 2020. Yeah. Like, the people inducted this year going to suffer socially because of this. Like, I feel like we yeah, are. Yeah, like, you honestly. mean to tell me that college didn't used to suck? <laughs> like, <laughs> it used to be, like, fun? No, college is always terrible. Don't worry about it. Honestly, I I felt like it's a bit of a dampener. And in some ways, you know, it's gotten more convenient because I don't have to go to class because they're not taking attendance. You know, that's great. Um, But in other ways, it's been such a huge dampener in terms of social connection. I feel like if uh, the pandemic wasn't happening right now, I would have made so many friends in in UPE. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I've been watching this new class and... Definitely, like, I've seen people come together and make friends. Like, I've seen that happen. Um, but, like, that's sort of, it's, again, limited by everything that's happening. Like, you can't talk to people that you wouldn't usually talk to in the club. Like, I know you guys are your own little group, but you guys are probably only talking with each other and messing around. Like, in person, you can go around, talk with other people, people that you probably wouldn't have talked to otherwise in class or anywhere um and it's it's just really sad for me to see uh the state of things but i feel like once this pandemic is over and people are back in person i think it's going to easily jump back up to 
being what it used to be. Gotcha. Well, I'll have you know, Nick, that I make friends by looking at their GitHub profiles, and if they don't have a green square for every single, uh, well, day, then just not it. <laughs> well, discarded immediately. <laughs> discarded immediately. Discarded immediately. You mean you don't have a filter? They don't even show up on my GitHub. If you don't have a commit every day for the past uh, at least a decade, if you weren't coding when you were seven and committing to GitHub daily, then like I'm not yeah. interested. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like that's universal. I feel like I'm not the same yeah. Situation is definitely tough, though. We're all kind of figuring out how to get through it. I think the clubs yeah. especially are trying to figure out how to make it more interesting for people and how yeah. to find I feel like, yeah, it. overall, people just not as engaged with clubs as they were in the past. I mean, how are other people doing with, like, their projects and stuff who have been inducted? Like, That's true. And can we actually just talk about the projects for a second? Like, yeah. was that a thing before? Or is this more of a thing this year? Or how is that all working? So... We started this, at least from my knowledge, because I didn't do this. I was inducted into UP. I had no like requirements or anything. I was just sort of, you know, popped into the club and that's it. Um, thankfully, it worked out. But uh, starting with last semester, and that was actually the first class I helped. I wasn't director of recruitment at the time, but I did help them. And uh, we sort of made projects mandatory. And the reason, our reasoning for it was like, we want you to feel like you're doing something for the club. Because being dropped into a bunch of people that know each other and talk to each other and all that can be a bit, you know, I'm an outsider. But if you contribute to the club in some way, you sort of feel like you belong. So that was the idea. I don't know if it worked, but it was the idea. Yeah, I feel like I belong now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel like that stuff is so dependent on, I guess, the individual person. Like if they get involved in these projects, then they're going to feel like they're a part of something. But um, if they're like kind of freeloading, then oh, it's just going to be whatever. Yeah. I'll sort of give a historical perspective on why we have projects now. Um, so when this club first started, it was just like the initial group of friends just making a club because they want to make a club. That's what it was initially, just a group of friends. And then the next class, we sort of took an initiative to be more of an honor society. So we're focusing on like, are you worthy of being in this sort of club? Do you have like you worthy? Yeah, right. Like you, up, <laughs> you up that interviews thing. You're making sure that everyone has the cojones, basically, right? Um, and then after that, with the next president, we sort of transitioned into being more socially focused. So then our club started doing, our focusing on more like social events, making sure that everyone's communicating with each other. We're hanging out like outside of clubs, um, and now with this sort of. Uh, this presidency and this sort of uh, new chapters, we're trying to focus on rounding everything out and making this club more of a club. And we're actually doing things rather than just being together and hanging out. Um, and so we decided the best way to do that for a CS club, especially to get experience, is to do projects. So if you have projects, you can basically say you're worthy enough to be in this club. You're hitting those. Uh, academic th things that we wanted early on you're getting that social aspect working in a team um, and like interacting uh, and also just put stuff on your resume that's something we always wanted to be a priority in this club that you can join this club and then you can put it on your resume and then you can brag about it if you just join if you put this oh, on i your have resume, been i have been yeah if you just <laughs> put it on your resume and they're like oh what do you do here it's like oh we don't do anything we just sit in a zoom call and we talk about the club for a bit and then well, we we're there yeah. <laughs> we oh, joined wait, like three years ago we joined yeah like we want to make this club meaningful we want this club to have 
purpose and we want people to join like that's the thing we want people to be like oh i want to join this club people seem to having a good time they're doing stuff that's cool um so that's why we're sort of adding projects and adding these requirements so that um you know yeah the people who are getting involved actually want to be involved exactly right so that's that's a great theory Has it, yeah. How has it worked out? In practice for you guys. Has it you been guys tell us. Yeah, oh, you want our honest, unfiltered opinion? Yes, I do, because oh, I'm going right, to have okay. to run this again next semester, yeah, I and I want to know how it went. Okay. I, uh, I like the idea of having projects, actually. I do, and, too. And, um, hey, we made something, and we really liked doing this stuff. So I think like people who are you're getting involved in UPE in this way by making projects definitely have, have the guts to, to keep getting involved. But... um. I think it's very difficult to also filter out people who are just kind of along for the ride and aren't really contributing. This is something I've discussed with other people in like who were inducted into this class. Um, they're like, you know, some people are kind of just freeloading and it's, it's very hard to filter that out, honestly. I'm not really sure how you would work with that. If you have any thoughts about that, Gabe. I don't know. The whole project thing is really interesting to me. I will say... Um as somebody who just, you know, showed up to BU, freshman applying and whatnot, when I was looking at all the tech clubs, I was looking for project clubs. Uh, that was something that was really interesting to me about Hack for Impact. They work with not, not-for-profits and they they make stuff for them. Like a, a nonprofit will come to them and say, we need a programmer and a website or something that does this. And then they'll figure out who's best to do it and they'll do it. Uh, there's plenty of impacts, or plenty of problems with Hack for Impact, but the idea was really cool to me. Uh, that was more interesting to me uh, when I was looking over the clubs, then UPE, honestly. Um, it was what too. UPE, but, uh, what? It yeah. was as well, initially, but I got jaded. So <laughs> I'm here now. Well, and I'm really for impact, that's its own can of well, worms. Well, we can talk well, about well. that for now. You don't want to make enemies here, Gabe. Like, slow down. Like, you know this hey, is going out to the internet. You can't take this back. Well, we love can, all man. new tech clubs. We love all, all of them. them. We, equally. Okay, I love all of them equally. If they were my children... I pick you at UPE, but, it, wow. but, but, you know, would you say this is, this is a hack for impact podcast? I could not see this being a hack for impact. But <laughs> I think the unique way that UPE is set up is very conducive to this type of media creation. Honestly, that's true. like, but to, you, like, let me just finish about the projects before yeah, I forget. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the, regarding the projects, um, I, so I like the idea of the projects. I'm not sure I love the ideas of, of the project as a requirement to join the club. Um, mm-hmm. I think that what's cool about hack for impact is for example, you don't even need projects going in. You don't need to do a project when you get there. It's more like that's the culture of the club. They do projects. That's just a thing. Like you don't join the club unless you want to do projects. That's the kind of people it attracts now. Um, so I think that if UP could be kind of like that, that would be really cool. I think that when you make it a requirement, uh, it becomes a bit more of a chore kind of, as you guys have said. Yeah. We aren't a great sample size though, like Philip and I. I, for one, like I just do projects all the time. I am academically deficient, but project not so much. Um, so I, I mean, I made a podcast like a month ago back when, not a month ago, I guess it must've been like six months ago uh, when high school was finishing. That was my first podcasting experience. And I was very much looking forward to make more when I got here. So this just so happened to be a good outlet to do so. I definitely would be making a podcast somewhere if it wasn't here. Um, it just so happened to end up this way. So I don't know how much of a uh, unbiased sample size we are, but what were you gonna oh, say? We're the most biased sample size you could possibly pick. Like Probably. I'm super, like super into making stuff, especially if it has to do with audio, because I'm trying to hone my chops there. And um, I think the unique way that UP is set up is very conducive to having a product like this. Like you have a bunch of people who are awesome at what they do, all in the same space. 
you better believe that they have some great stories to tell. And here we are. Like, would Can you I see also this? just ask Vitor yeah. a question real quick? Yeah. Um, we, when we pitched this to you, we actually had like a presentation. So, okay. So for anybody that doesn't know, for the projects, we, um, we had to like talk to like some people in the club. I think it was always you, right, Vitor? Like everybody yes, talked to you. it was always me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you had to like tell them what your idea was and they would sort of, I guess, give you feedback or tell you if you could do it or not. We didn't get so far that they told us we couldn't. Um, but so, you know, Philip and I, being the tryhards we are, made like a full like like Google slides presentation. And we had like proof of concept, like UI art made and like an intro gift. And, and so we just, we just walked in there with our big dicks and just was like, Hey, Victor, <laughs> we have a project. Um, and it was really fun, but slapped him down on the counter. I, I was talking, we actually talked to, I think it was Melissa and Savannah about this. And they were like, they had never like seen that slide or anything like that. And like some talk of it would happen in the back end. So how did, that sort of like project stuff go for you guys? Like what, how did everybody, I don't know how much of this you want to say, but how did everybody sort of like pitch them to you or what were you expecting and what did you think coming out of that situation and all that? Cause I figure we were probably a bit of a unique case. Yes, you were a very unique case. I didn't get any other presentations from anyone, but I was honestly surprised and I was going to tell you guys yes. Cause I thought it was a good idea. Um, to be honest, I sort of did this a little bit more unilaterally than I probably should have because I sat down with everybody and some people wanted to partake on our current projects, which is always a yes because the projects are already under works. Um, a handful of people had ideas for projects. I had a fundraiser in Among Us, uh, which was the most like, I don't know if I should allow this, um, but I ended up allowing it and they actually did an amazing job planning it out. And I genuinely think that if the e-board wanted to, we could run that fundraiser really That's easily. Awesome. Um, but the idea was just to, you know, sit down with you guys and you guys tell me what you want. Thankfully, nobody I didn't have to say no to anyone. Uh, most people were like moderate about what they asked. And you guys did an amazing job in asking for a completely off the topic thing. So <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Let's see who really listens to this podcast. Vitor, <laughs> trash every single one so that we can get like some feedback. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe yes. that Vitor would say this about our project. We work so hard on it. Like, <laughs> Yes. Now we know exactly what our demographic is. Perfect. Yeah. Now yes. we'll know. Uh, send all complaint emails to, uh, I don't know, vitor.vicente at like, bu.edu or yeah, something. No, it's not just vitor.bu.edu. Okay. We're just the platform. We have no platform liability. No, it's it's <laughs> not our fault. This is all Vitor's fault. Yeah, no. yeah I, I need to be careful, but I think everybody did a great job. Um, I know who you guys were talking about, about the freeloading. I'm not really going to say names because I'm not allowed of to. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Nick is crashing laughing. Um, it's okay, Nick. It's okay. Nick yeah, was the freeloader. <laughs> this entire time, Vitor was I actually the freeloader. It. Yeah, yeah. We were freeloading. Yeah, it was all scape. You meddling kids. <laughs> sorry we to tell you, Vitor. This was an extended interview. This has been a two-year interview. You didn't make UP. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have to now manually sort a binary tree. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I've done all that. I passed my 200 and 300 level classes. I never <laughs> want to hear about binary trees again. <laughs> this is pretty good. Yeah. So about that free learning. Yeah. Honestly, it's tough to root out. You don't want to cut anybody because, you know, and we're human and we have empathy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, you never know buddy, somebody's situation. So yeah, I we had like, we had a couple of people that were a bit like completely off-putting and that looking back, I should have probably said something and like, mm -hmm. 
cut them at some point have you ever had to cut people from up i mean i assume it comes a point where like there's somebody who's just completely not a culture fit and you just have to. there is yeah um we have some people that like we haven't cut anyone based on culture fit but just based on lack of activity in the club exactly like there's people that don't do anything at all and we're gonna cut like i mean i don't know if we are because they didn't decide on anything yet but there's a couple of people just just like did nothing all semester yeah i got you i mean you know it's no communications no nothing and that sort of philip this has to become a daily podcast so we're safe (laughs) yeah you're right it's done 10 hours a day you know 24 hour uh, live stream yeah it's just constant even when we're sleeping we're live streaming that you know i think with this project like this is even though it's not in the realm of cs this is like the exact type of project that we want from these project requirements like something that's contributing to this club Mm -hmm. um like vitor was talking about before with that among us fundraising like it's not cs ish or at all but you're still doing something that shows that you're going to do something in the future, right? It's sort of that return on investment that you're going to contribute something now. And when you're later yeah. on in the mm-hmm. club, that you'll have that sort of um, structure and like strength of the club that you can take stuff out of it when you're a senior and stuff. Yeah. I think I might be like Gabe in this respect, but I really wanted to create something that wasn't just a one-off and that was going to die immediately after I was finished working on it. So what better way to do that than to make it an ongoing commitment for the rest of my time at BU, right? Yeah. We so. have the contract already signed and sealed. Oh, and crap. Wait, is this legally binding? <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't Wait, have my Gabe. lawyers look over this. <laughs> We've made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, it's been so fun doing that. this stuff, though. And um, I'd love for other members at UP to take on their own projects as well. Um, I mean, we have an amazing talent pool for sure. Uh, just imagine if they put their mind to like something really good imagine like a upe game or something imagine like it's not gonna happen but if it did happen it would be nice it would yeah i like i like i definitely see where you're coming from though where it doesn't have to be a technical project like you don't have to recreate the inquisitor though someone should um but (laughs) (laughs) don't worry i'll do it i'll do Um, it gabe just not right now because i'm lazy it's such a shame we can't talk to the creator of the inquisitor like it is what it is so um you you actually did talk to him ironically you did actually did we rudy created inquisitor did you really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, Man. this is what we well, find out. Well, just, just plummeted. It. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. okay. No, um, it's fine. Yeah. My original project was actually to do an Inquisitor facelift. Then I realized I don't want to do that. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, Inquisitor is good enough. You know, it works. It's not like completely dysfunctional. So it's like, is it really worth investing my time in this? Like what people I love how those two sentences yeah. followed. It works. It's not completely dysfunctional. Like that's that is the standard. Yeah. It's great. That's the standard. It, um, that's probably why Student Link still looks like it was made in 1990. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Martin Luther King used it. At least Student Link knows how to email me. Yeah, Rudy actually made Student Link. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Rudy's just ancient. He's created all the tech for you, actually. Rudy was actually the founder of Microsoft. He was the third (laughs) missing founder. He was Rudy in 1860 at the Computer (laughs) Science Conference. Here is Rudy um, building the the Great Pyramids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Classic Rudy. Classic Rudy. You know, he gets involved. We should have asked this man for an autograph while he was here. We made a mistake. It's too late now. He probably would have written it in ancient Sumerian. Of course. (laughs) I mean, that's classic. That's probably his first language, maybe. Um, that's funny. That's crazy. Okay, so so I think 
Okay. We've kind of talked about how we got to this point. Now we're at current day. This is where we are. This is BU. What the heck is going on here? Um, like, <laughs> what do you guys, what are the current things that you guys are talking about? What are the current issues? What are the current like successes? We've mentioned that things are kind of wacky in the Zoom era. Um, but like, what are you guys trying to do or hoping to accomplish or anything like that? What is the current state of UP? Um, I would say that this year is being a moot year. So we will not take this year too much into consideration in terms of the future of the club uh, because of how crazy everything is right now. Um, but in terms, so basically next semester and probably later years, it's basically just for now refining what we have right now and making sure that everyone's having a good experience with the club and is taking something out of it. Um, like in terms of like, I don't know. I feel like things that happen drastically in the club sort of come up soonish. It's like a short-term goal. Like if something something major happens in the club, it's like, oh, we have to fix this, and then we fix it. Like that. Um, but I don't know. And I'm leaving next semester, so in terms of the future, you got to ask Vitor on this. So I have a political agenda in regards to UP that I will not divulge because. Other UPE members mostly watch this podcast and I can shoot myself in the foot too much. <laughs> um, but of the recent like feature, I actually really want to refine Inquisitor because I agree Inquisitor looks really bad. Um, it's like a bootstrap website. So I mean. <laughs> it's a weird way to spell functional, but barely. <laughs> it does it does do the job. And in our like in our defense, the emails weren't our fault. BU stopped our emails. They, they literally blocked every oh. email coming out of ub.bu.edu. So reasonable, good, reasonable. Yeah, yeah. obviously, <laughs> of course. So, uh, but that's my like next semester. I really want to streamline recruitment. So when I leave recruitment, it's done. That's my objective. I know it's not going to be done, but I need to be slightly happy with it. Uh, as for the whole club, I mean. We sort of have to get used to online presence because to my great sadness and the way that things are going on in the US right now, I have my serious doubts about when this is going to end. Um, yes, this is when we figure out that I'm just never going to see people ever in my college experience. My yeah. answer is just always in two weeks, guys. This is Confirmed a joke. The vaccine is in two yeah. weeks. Two weeks. Oh. Any given it. point, it's two weeks after that. Don't worry about it. It's, <laughs> it's literally going to be perfect. Don't worry. It's or it's going to be great. World War Z. Either way, it'll be in I'm your hands like day of, day zero. You, everybody, you will, be, you will be able to inject it yourself. Actually, yes, yeah, everyone yeah. will because everyone DIY. Is and will take of course, when it comes out, and no one will exactly be like, it doesn't work. And this isn't a thing. Yeah, yes. not a single person. No, in it's going to be perfect. It's flawless yeah. rollout. Don't worry about it. There's nothing to worry about. Just kidding. I can't wait for Bill Gates to chip me. With the vaccine. Yeah. I welcome Daddy Gates. You know what, Daddy Gates? Just take me. It's fine. I mean, Google already knows everything about my life. I feel safer knowing that Gates knows everything about me because he's like a dad For that sure. will protect me. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, I upload everything to Google Drive. Like, I'm currently using, what, 910 gigabytes of storage. If I keep reasonable. going, I'll get to about a terabyte and a half before my my first year at college ends, probably. Jesus. That's um, so absurd. That's yeah, that so unreasonable. I'm, I say well, that, but I have like a two terabyte hard drive that's almost full, but 
Yeah, well, here's the that's thing. still pretty absurd. I found. Is it true that we get Google Drive storage for the rest of our? Oh, sorry, our EDU accounts for the rest of our life, right? Yes, like, and you get Google Drive infinitely for the rest of your life as well. So, Google's gonna know wow. everything about me. I don't even care at this point. <laughs> I have everything backed up to Google Photos. I record at 4K. 60 or 30 because I honestly don't care about how much space it takes anymore because it's just <laughs> uploaded right to G like G photos. Seriously. So um, unreasonable. When I go for my interview at Google, they won't even have to ask me any personal questions because they'll just know it. Yeah. <laughs> so it says here you had um, ice cream on this day two years ago. <laughs> that is correct. Yep. <laughs> what did you it, think of that ice cream? I know what you thought, but I'd like you to tell me. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I remember this moment very vividly because actually in Google Photos, it gave me a recent memories thing. And I, I, I clicked on it and I remembered that was a That's great so pint of ice cream, you know, <laughs> perfect, perfect vanilla goodness with just little bits of Oreo that perk your tongue. Can we just have every episode be about big tech? Like, we could just rat on about big tech like every episode. Like, we did that first episode. Like, we could just do that forever, over and over. Um, Okay, but back to the topic at hand, though. We did talk... Okay, so we kind of mentioned State of UP, kind of not really a good showing for what the club is like, right? Because this year's a bit of a mess. Yeah, Yeah. I've had the impression that most clubs are kind of at a really weird stage where they just kind of are mediocre because... There's just nothing you can do over online that's really exciting. And people just are not involved because, you know, it's online. It's like, ah, I'm just going to play Minecraft, put the Zoom meeting in the background, whatever. And it's really tough for engagement. I feel so bad for you all, like the officers in the club, because they're trying their best to get people involved. But it's like so hard for anybody to stay focused right now. Like my attention span is so bad that I literally don't attend CS lecture because I can't pay attention. I don't remember what my professor looks like anymore. It's kind of a problem. I don't even remember my professor's voice, except for Vahid. I love Professor Vahid, yo. Any class that says Vahid, uh, like as a Durange bar, instant, instantly take it. So here's my question then, right? So we know that Nick is going to be leaving us soon. Uh, UP, like grand scale wise, he won't be here to witness the future of this glorious empire being shaped uh i know single tear rolls down dramatic music fix it in post we'll do that in post yeah um but but here's my question then nick since you won't be here if, what changes would you like to see made or like what would you what would you think would be a good future for up um and vitor without disclosing your russian spy private agenda um what would you what are you thinking the future will hold while you're around um I hope that this club becomes sort of a big thing um, and sort of the the thing. If you go into CS, we're like, oh, you're FBU, in UPE. Yeah, UPE, you, you have to be in UPE. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the goal, right? To just be this crazy thing that everyone wants to be a part of. Um, and how we get there, I have no clue. That's up to everyone else to decide. You have any suggestions for that, Gabe? Like marketing-wise? Oh, plenty. Yeah, yeah like, that's kind of like my, that's kind of what I do. I just create content. That's actually, okay, so on the DL, that's kind of what I'm planning on doing with the gaming club and part of the reason why I'm the media coordinator. I'm going to be, it's not just about the, actually, this is what we used to sell this podcast too, was like the whole marketing angle. Uh, but yeah, We use the same slide but, deck, by the way, just changed everything. Well, not the same, okay, you didn't need to tell them that. <laughs> Guys, we're min-maxing, okay? We have a very small budget. It's a team of two. We're working through it. Um, but it's not just about the podcast. We're thinking, I actually... 
the corner over there, but we have, I bought some lav mics, like some clip-ons. I have a tripod for my phone and we're just going to run around and we're going to shoot content. We're going to do like showcases of like the players on the different teams and like try to just generate media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, just generate media for the club. So I think stuff like that for UPE could be pretty big too. Having events that like can be showcased to the outside because you can't really showcase like the professional events or stuff like that. You kind of can, but like not really. Um, something that's more approachable to the public, I guess. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge. Just getting people to know what UP actually is and know what's what they're up to. Like, this is a project that they're doing. This is so cool. Or like, oh, they're hosting an Among Us night for the entire thing, fundraising for like, I don't know, laptop for every kid or, or whatever. Like those things that get the name out for UPA. So people actually know what it is. Uh, will drum up interest for even like for people who are interested in computer science and want to join the society. And the podcast isn't a hook. Like it helps. Like once you know of UPE and you go and search it up, that's what can like keep you interested. But people aren't going to like find out about UPE from Hotspot. Hotspot is like what you see once you know about UPE and you want to learn more. Um, so we still need some sort of like gateway thing, I think. Sorry, yeah. you were going to say something, Nick. I kind of cut you off. I totally forgot. It's fine. We need, <laughs> okay, we need a enough. job. So we need just somebody who is insanely good at marketing. Just like always be closing, you know, always plugs UPE. Just, just, we just need to do, what we need to do is we need to have a bunch of flyers out on campus that have a QR code and make a huge art, like ARG and anybody who finishes automatic UPE member. Just create yeah, a ton of content, me. Like it, have like it, a it. mobile AR app and you point it up to buildings and they turn into UPE. And I don't know, like, <laughs> like you just, we need like everything, content everywhere. We need phone cases. I want masks, everything. It just says Yo, UPE on UPE everything. shirt though? You guys got to have merch though. That's they're huge. used to A yearly merch. shirt. Yeah, there was. But you guys don't have merch any, bro. We need merch. Like somebody get on this stat. Okay, okay. <laughs> we're getting merch. We all, we've had indefinite plans to make merch. Um, but that's always been okay. Well, you know what, Nick? I'm not taking excuses. I am personally going to get y'all some shirts. Media okay. coordinators. Yeah. This counts as media. Up. We'll put it on a shirt. Send it out to everyone. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Can we make hotspot merch before they make UPE merch? That'd yeah, be you know what? That would be pretty <laughs> sick. Hotspot merch. <laughs> uh, that's you know what? Funny. That would be pretty sick. Um, get somebody, get some artists from like one of the other clubs to do like a, like vector drawings of us with like a cup of coffee or something. And then like some random guests in the background or something. More likely it's probably three cans of Red Bull and two of them are crushed because you really can't get through this problem set right Listen, now. Listen, it's all magic. All right. You can't see behind the curtains. All right. It's just, it just happens. You just, it shows up in your inbox. That's just oh, how it man. is. Uh, that's pretty hey, fun. I'd, so, I'd okay. do anything for a t-shirt. That's why I, I have this. So is that the future then, Vincent? We're going to get t-shirts. That's how you fix UP. Well, I, I do agree that their merch is necessary, and there you go. There's the UP. I've always Ooh. wanted one of those hoodies, but I wasn't in time to get one. Um, well, you're about to be, Vitor, and it's going to look better. <laughs> I, yeah. I've had some ideas because like stuff like Stream Elements is a good way to set up a merch store that can fundraise for us and where we don't need to like bulk order shirts, which has always been the issue from what I gather. Like, you never know who's interested and how much they want to pay, et cetera. Uh, so stuff like stream elements fix as that, but yeah, merch is a good idea. Um, there's also a bunch of other stuff that I want to, or I would like to see you be do doing. And I feel like our alumni network is growing a lot with like the end of this year. Um, cause we had our original class leave last two years ago or, you know, a year and a half last year, we had a bunch of, um, seniors leave. Um, and for big companies, like I think we have somebody at Apple. Um, we have Rudy at Microsoft this year. We have uh, Benji at Amazon. 
Uh, I think Savannah's going back to Microsoft as well. Yep. yep. So yep. we're getting a bunch of people out there and going into big positions, et cetera. And this is a good way to spread the word. You're right. We just got to build yeah. that alumni network, hook them back, back to UP, you know, give us a talk, give us a talk, please. Come back, Rudy. Come back, Benji. Come back, Savannah. <laughs> we'll see. Rudy is happy to do that. Like, I'm sure anyone that's an alumni right now would be happy to come back, like help the club in any way that they can. No. Can we just have Rudy on every episode? You know is what? Just a- make him, just replace, just replace me with Rudy. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, you know, none of us can compete with Rudy, so it's just like, no. it's Rudy. Rudy I will it. say though, Vitor, Mm-hmm. I will say though, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I have a feeling it will happen. Here's the play, right? Mm-hmm. You have some merch that's member only. So you have to be in the club to like get this merch and stuff like that. You have some merch that's open to the public. You get like people from like some of the art clubs to like collab with you or something. They make like actually fire merch that people want. And then you get like, I don't know, some, you, you, it'll be really hard, but I'm sure you can find some talented media coordinator somewhere to help you do mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know where you would like, find them, but like, I would look one. on the podcast, you know, because we get Maybe. a bunch of talented people. Podcasters here. are pretty good. I think the BU gaming club has one, but anyway, um, they have two and you shoot like a, you shoot like a Supreme style video with like crazy shots and like a trap remix of somebody like putting these, this, the hoodie up and like walking in the rain down, like slow-mo down com Ave. And, and I don't know, you just, you do some crazy shots like this and then you get it out somewhere i don't know where and then it just says upe at the end or and whatever. this is like what you do ready society. you inflate the price how much would you be willing to pay for it first of all personally oh. like 20 bucks or 30 okay. bucks for a hoodie all right so in place oh, yeah, the price by at least three times or um and then what we do is we set up a we set That's up on sale wow. this is what we do we set up a fake designer brand that we have collaborated with called yes. something or other you know just have like a storefront for it make it look super legit people will pay out the nose for it Actually, oh, though, like make the UPE logo like <laughs> like like super like sleek and something, and then put like some generic motto under it under it like greatness starts here, and then just put it put that on like a supreme hoodie and you're done. That's amazing. That's how you do it? It's a shame. It's a shame you guys don't have a media coordinator. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who I, can I guess make it'll this never possible. happen. Just nothing, saying, nothing can happen. The director of marketing basically does all that right now. Just putting it out. Okay. Oh, oh. Who's we the know director who, of marketing right we now? We know who to talk. Lindsay. We know who to talk to now. Yeah, It'd be weird you. if they suddenly just showed up in like a ton of episodes, so that we like cozy <laughs> up to them, huh? That'd be kind of crazy. That would be pretty weird. Anyway, uh, hmm, crazy how that works. So, okay, so we've talked about UP. We've talked about how you guys got here. What we see in the future. We talked about some of the other clubs. What um, what kind of like? There's got to be like some shoutouts or something you want to give for the other clubs. I know we haven't been involved. Nick hasn't been involved in like a ton of them. It's been more like UP has been his thing. But like even just like hackathons. I mean, like that's something huge. Like everybody does. We just got involved with Boston Hacks and it was really fun. So what are like some opportunities like that that you guys want to kind of like shout out or be like, this is a really cool thing that more people should do or that you guys did or anything like that. Or it could be internship opportunities too. Anything like that. Uh, definitely Boston Hacks. Everyone that I know. In Boston Hacks, or has participated in Boston Hacks, is that it's a great experience. Like in and out, whether you're participating or you're making the event happen, like I've only heard good things. Um, what else have I done? What else have I heard? UPE. Have you guys heard of that? Um, no. that's Wait, cool. what's that? It's 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 just unless a, there's merch, uh, I'm not interested. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I, I won't. I won't talk about it then. Um, <laughs> I I will mention the. This is kind of lame, but the CA, uh, if you want to be a CS CA for any CS class, it's a good thing to just get some side money, uh, help out the kids 
uh, bolster their CS. Hmm. External is off to the distance. Dexter is <laughs> off to the distance. He laughs. <laughs> Yeah. There's definitely not somebody holding him at gunpoint. Like, say this, say this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard a chuckle. We'll get you on the episode at some point. I, I, I will find you and I will get you on the podcast. I'm really curious about who it is. Okay, I'm going to go back to stalking. Philip, just run the show. Okay. It's all right. Go ahead. Anyways, boys, how about you? Actually, Nick? I had a quick question for, uh, for Gabe. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, please do. You have a separate... How did you know as a part-time system administrator? I'm genuinely curious because I don't advertise no, that. No, no, no. First, first of all, <laughs> it was I who knew that. Okay, That's how? True. But I do how, know where you got how, it from. How? You know, I know a lot about you, Vitor. You'd be very surprised. <laughs> do you actually? <laughs> I know a lot about I'm you. Worried. You know, I, I know you live in Lisbon, first of all. I don't. I live in Boston. <laughs> you pull out like a huge stack of like papers from under. He's like, let's yeah. take a look at these notes. That's, that's a good that start, you, that's good. I know you. I know that you. You know OCaml as a freaking sophomore. I do. Reason. I do. Um, <laughs> I learned it last year as well. That is pretty cool. I know you're. You're quite partial to a Firebase for some reason. I am. I've always used Heroku. I, I blame Rudy for that one as well. But, Firebase yeah. is good though. Just that I don't know it. I know you speak French. I know you speak Spanish. Yes, and yes. Limited or working proficiency. Limited to working proficiency, you're right. You guys found my CV somewhere. I don't know where. I, I know <laughs> that you used to work for this gaming network with at least a thousand concurrent players. And uh, you made plugins for true. them. <laughs> I know you were like on a 10-person team that made some articles about aviation. That is also very true. Nobody yeah. actually knows that. I don't even know if that's on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> I was, there was some sort of website where you could like put up information about yourself so that people can like sort of like... Oh, link LinkedIn! Like, link I forget I have a LinkedIn. So they can like sort of like link in with you. Wouldn't that be crazy? Dude, we could call it LinkedIn. <laughs> no way. I know. You could even write rigid. on your description. Like it could even say in your description, freelance systems administrator. That wouldn't okay. that be great? Fair enough. In my defense, <laughs> I don't use LinkedIn. I don't agree with the idea of LinkedIn. It's just sort of oh, okay. something that you have to have. So Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I knew you were a sysadmin. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's yeah. that's also how we knew that Nick worked at Intuit and apparently to give the interns cars. Yeah, but I uh was remote for that, so I did not. Ah, they still gave uh -huh. you a car, though, right? So you could yeah. drive to get some groceries. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> of course. Into it. That's so funny. Okay, so opportunities, clubs, other things. Yes, you mentioned... Wait, what were you going to say? You said... Oh, yeah, what was, you said CAing as well. That's what you were sort of ending up on, yeah. I agree. That's a pretty good... I think Dom is looking to do that. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. Dom from yeah. episode um, two. Yeah, it's yeah. a good time. Help out some youngins. Learn about... Youngins. You know, good time. So I'm partial to Boston Hacks, mainly because I'm part of it. Um, so you should definitely all come to Boston Hacks. It's an amazing time. And to be honest, I only hear good things about the people that partake in it. So um, I also agree that CA is a good opportunity. I actually have looked into that. Uh, but you sort of do have to butter up the professors a bit because a lot of people apply. Um, okay. Yeah, guess so, I'm not going to be able to get 112. One, yeah, I'm not a CA then. It is not a it is. CA for 112 because I don't remember what the professor looks like or, or sounds. <laughs> you think like. we can pivot this? It'd be. I think I really think this is a good time to pivot this podcast to being with professors instead. Philip. You know, what? I think I think it just has to happen. That would it's be a natural great. progression. Imagine if we had Professor Vahid on here. Well, you don't know Professor Vahid, but he's great. I don't. I feel like he's that would awesome. Be good. Even as a joke, like that would be a nice 
That would be a nice thing to have, yeah. Yeah, can't be. I know I can link you to some professors that will definitely show up here. Oh, that would actually be awesome. Please do that. <laughs> oh, April 1st episode. You know, we just replace everybody with professors because we all know academia is a joke. Ha ha, it's so funny. Ha, ha. Oh my God. Ha ha. How reasonable. I know. Uh, yeah. And clubs are also a good opportunity. Like, I always wanted to like partake in the gaming club because I played way too many video games for my own health. Um, I never really got involved, but a lot of people say good stuff about it. Benji uh, is a part of, I don't know if he's under the gaming club or if he's the Smash Society. It's a separate thing. It's a separate, it's a separate thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know you yeah. guys were part of the gaming club as well. And I know they used to have like chill nights where they just all get together on campus and play video games. Which Unfortunately, I only play to win. There is no chill. <laughs> no chill. No chill at all. Unfortunately, now I am contractually obligated to say good things about the gaming club, so I can no longer <laughs> speak on this topic. That's um, unfortunate. But but yeah, no, the gaming club is there. It's pretty fun. Honestly, oh. yeah. Um, it must be really fun to lose every time you, you head into a, uh, a CSL match, right? Oh, all the time. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, no, I love. Sorry, what? Um, which Valorant team are you the captain of? The B team? Yes, because B stands for business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which Valorant team am I the captain of? Could it be the A team? I don't yeah. remember anymore. Never mind. The the A it's stands for absolutely trash. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah you you yeah. got it. It says it right oh, under a logo in like it does. Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? That's like the team branding. That'd be amazing. Uh, okay, that's that. funny though. I agree, yeah. though. I had a really fun time at Boston Hex. I want to go back and do it again. I would also love to run back-end production uh, for that. Um, I, I've tried to get more into production, in case you can't tell. Um, and that, that would be fun. But that's like a, a year down the line or so. Well, there are plugs, a lot of plugs into Boston Hacks. Um, I got in with a plug. Um, and I'm sure there are other... Actually, I don't know if we have anybody else on the Boston Hacks team at UP right now. Do we? Um, I know we have a, lo a lot of alumni. Yeah, that uh, that's true, and I think we somebody came in in this year's class that's also in Boston X, although I don't remember who, uh, and I'm gonna get trashed about this because I should definitely know everybody's names by now. Um, but yeah, definitely a great opportunity, and they have logistics team and marketing team and literally a bunch of teams that you can be a part of if you don't want to code. So there's always good opportunities for that. Yeah, for I don't sure. want to code, bro. I'm so Never sick. Again. I'm sick of typing, bro. The problem sets have destroyed all, all of my passion for programming. It's, it is it's interesting dumb. how the timing worked out. I joined the Computer Science Honor Society and then immediately realized I fucking despise computer science. So isn't that great? Like that's awesome. That is <laughs> so cool, dude. Do that again, <laughs> except this time with business. Just, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna end up as like a like a I don't know dance major. So who hey. do we have? That's like a piano performance major. I forget. That's Lindsay's, Lindsay's piano Lindsay performance. Was a dance major? Mm. <laughs> mm. Your boy, Rudy. Your boy, Rudy. Oh, no way. Oh, he's crazy, was on dude. Dancing as oh, well. he's cracked. Dude. It's my friend, Rudy. He's okay. taken and he's absolutely cracked at dancing. I can't believe, like, <laughs> we were in the presence of, like, a god. <laughs> and we didn't realize what? it. Well, is it easier to name things that Rudy hasn't done? It oh. actually probably is. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, wow. I can't believe I, like this. I need to send him like a gift basket now. And I can't believe this for man. not like kissing his hand and bowing <laughs> when he joined the Zoom call. Like, I can't I believe this man was such a prodigy. And we just, I just thought he was a regular old dude at Microsoft. He was really man. humble. Like, bro, slow He's down a great here. Guy. <laughs> this man's great GPA guy. is higher than the amount of classes I'm taking. I'm taking five <laughs> classes. How is it possible? <laughs> 
Okay. So let's bring it back to you guys. Now that was the future for UP. What is the future for you guys? What are you guys doing moving forward? I mean, Nick, you're getting ready to graduate. You interned at Intuit. Is that something you think you're going to go back to or what do you guys see for your futures? Yeah. So, uh, I got the return to Intuit. So that's what I'm planning to do. Thank you. Uh, after I graduate, um, after that, you know, who knows? We'll see. Life's crazy. You know, that's a quote. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Life's crazy. Life's crazy. You know. Vitor, <laughs> how about you? Um, so my future is a bit more boring because I still have two years of university to get through. Um, I want to see if I can get into the BAMS program, but my GPA is literally 0.001 below what I need to. Um, Good. Great. So, you know, uh, and Snyder did tell me, like, you need to have a 3.5. Sorry. So we'll see how wow. next semester goes. Um, but I, I, I kid, I really like Snyder though. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, and besides that, I don't know, I guess keep going with UPE. I definitely think this is going to be the most like involved on campus I'm going to be. Um, try getting a summer internship. So far, literally zero responses. So that's always great. Great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess that's my future. Now, I'm going to turn it on you guys, even though I'm not the host. What are you guys going to oh. be doing? <laughs> he did the Uno Why am I even card? here? Just have him host. <laughs> Slow down. What is this? I feel like we got asked this last time, didn't we? Did this happen last time? I think I turned it on you. I don't remember. And then you turned it on me, so that it got really meta. That's true. What are we doing? Okay, yeah, yeah. we did talk about this last episode. Uh, In the so short I'll keep term, it somewhat let's brief. talk about it. Like, what do you want to achieve next semester? And then what do you Your achieve goals for college. after college? Goals for college? college than I don't college. know. I'm surprised I'm still walking this earth at this point. Like it's it's already 18 years in. Like, bro, if I make it to 22, it'll be a miracle. Um, but okay, so I kind of do a lot of project-based things. Uh, it's kind of my thing. That hasn't always always worked out in my best interest on everything else, mainly academics. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of worried. This semester was not very difficult because a lot of the classes I'd taken before, I mean, it's like first year writing seminars and it's, I mean, a comp sci class that I took like two years ago, essentially. Um, so I wasn't really trying very, diff very hard, which is kind of why I was able to join 22 clubs. Um, but next semester, yes, well, you know, it. Uh, but next semester is kind of a different deal. Um, next semester, I'm taking five classes and none of them are, None of them. I've done anything like that before. Um, so I'm a little worried. My goal for now is just to try to main, not only maintain, I have to maintain the projects that I've gotten into already. I don't think I'll have a hard time doing that, but I want to keep growing the amount of stuff that I do and the amount of connections I make every semester. Cause that's something that I really messed up in, in high school with. I got very complacent. I got involved with like video game design stuff and I competed in something called TSA, the Technology Student Association. And that's all I did for like three years. And I was just like so happy in my little bubble and I didn't really consider branching out. And when I did junior year and I got involved in like robotics and film production and this other stuff, it was really cool. So I'm trying not to make that mistake here. I want to keep doing something, many new things every semester as opposed to just keep doing what I'm doing. So that's pretty much my goal. I don't really know where to go from here but it's also not next semester yet so that's like a later kind of problem um i'll figure it out as i go i guess yeah tomorrow or next semester's problem for next semester is you huh, <laughs> yeah. Dave? honestly yeah. for myself i absolutely love doing podcasts it's kind of been a dream for me to do some sort of media creation 
uh, in college. At first, I thought about vlogging, then I realized how boring I actually am. So, and I definitely have a face for radio, so here I am. Oh, this podcast has a video portion, doesn't it? But don't worry, everybody's going to listen through Spotify. Anyways, um, circling way back, I bought a ton of audio gear. This is my way to use it and return my investment a little bit, even though I'm getting absolutely no money off of this stuff. Um, wow, where was I? Anyways, my goal is to keep cranking on with the UPE podcast, uh, do another podcast with the BU Gaming Club, which Gabe has already mentioned. And honestly, I'm just probably going to stick to two podcasts in terms of what I'm doing here. Uh, I think I, he's I tend- an honors college man. He yeah, doesn't have the time. I don't. No, dude, honors college. Actually, I don't think it's too much of a time sink. Honestly, I feel like my experience is very similar to other students. Um, we just have more interesting liberal arts classes. You know, our seminars are like really good, and our writing class isn't nearly as boring as you guys. Uh, we ta- like we go in depth into like one area of study in our writing classes, and, and same with our seminars. So, I'm totally in love with that portion of the class. I'm honestly going to continue cranking my two podcasts, working on more music. I'm in a rock band that broke up over the summer because two of our members, including me, went off to college. So uh, we can't really play together. <laughs> uh, but we're st- I'm still working on producing that album. Hopefully should get released by uh, next year, spring. No promises. Um, going to sound great, hopefully. Uh, other than that, going to continue playing for the BU Gaming Club as a B-team captain. Uh, for Valorant, honestly, make as many connections as, as I can in UPA. Maybe get some ins into some companies, do some internships over the summer, <laughs> and just honestly enjoy my experience here and not get too in, o- not get too in over my head on everything, but also try out new stuff. Stop caring about academics too much and uh, live. <laughs> and after that, you know, who knows where I'll go. Um, Microsoft, I'm kind of partial to. Google, I'm partial to. Uh, after I'm done with college, I do want to do BA, uh, the BAMS thing, but uh, hopefully my grades are going to be cut out for that. Solid play. Solid play. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hey. a business major. I don't do work. So, I know. You know I know. It is what it is. I know. My roommate's a business major. Um, I thought he, I thought honestly that he was a eyebrows Reddit major, but turns out <laughs> yeah. that's not. That's me. That's just our concentration. The That's actual concentration. major is titled titled okay, business. So business in a concentration on browsing Reddit. Gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, okay. We like make our... up for it with green boxes on GitHub. Like it's fine. That's it's basically the same experience, really. Gotcha. Uh, that's funny. Okay. Well, I think at this point we've kind of, so we went through the history of like some of the tech clubs, especially UPE, how you guys got started, uh, how we got to this point, where we are going moving forward. I think we've kind of told the story. Since this is a laid back episode, I'm just going to narrate what I'm doing and check my notes. Um, I don't think Gabe I don't know checks where we his go notes to see where he goes from here. Do not narrate me. <laughs> okay, no, but uh, I, I think I think we've kind of told most of the story. What um, what do you guys think of everything that we've talked about? I like these sort of um, looking back episodes. This is ma- mainly what I did with an old podcast of mine. I say old, like six months ago, um, patent pending, uh, where I basically just like interviewed people from like different areas of my school. Like there were the film people and the art people and the music people. And they talked about their experiences and how they got started and where they see themselves going. And a lot of people were like, it was really good to like, look back and they liked like reminiscing about that stuff. So I thought we'd, we'd do that for one of these episodes of UPE. And I guess to close out, is there anything now that we've sort of looked at the whole story that you think we've missed or that you want to like shout out or something that sort of has sort of jumped out at you now that we've gotten a chance to look back at everything? Kind of a toughie. Not regarding UPE, but I did 
I don't know if you guys were told the story. <clears throat> this was a story I was told during my orientation about BU that I just found way too funny. Um, apparently some years ago, I don't know if you were already at university, Nick, but some guy in Warren Towers had a huge python, like an actual snake in his dorm. Okay. Uh, and you're not allowed to have pets in your dorm, duh, uh, much less a two meter snake. Uh, and apparently it got loose and it was just slithering around Warren wow. Towers for like two hours until <laughs> it's it so the police. Funny. <laughs> uh, like, how did you deal with a large two meter programming language? Like how much even <laughs> oh is two God, meters? How much terrible. is how much is that in freedom units? Like six feet? All right, I'm putting out an ad for a co-host. I can't I can't do this <laughs> with you anymore. I'm sorry. That was the final straw, Philip. All right, I'm sorry. Like, any funny, funny, stories, any funny story. stories at all with your experience in college? Uh, I I am not the person to ask. I have probably the worst memory out of anyone that I've ever met, probably because I don't remember anyone. All right. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I will like I will say with UPE, uh, in terms of other events that we had, like I think our white elephants that we usually do during the holiday times have always been a blast and just crazy nonsense. Um, there was a house party in the very first, like that was our first social event. That was crazy. Anyone who's I'm guessing there, you don't speak of the house party. That's the first rule of the house party. <laughs> no, it's speak of the house party. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it was a fun time. I don't know how else to explain it other than that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it was nice to reminisce before kick the bucket from this place. <sighs> you're not so dying. Sad. You're like 22. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it feels like I'm dying. I don't all know. The that greats, all, the, all the greats die young. So yeah, maybe Nick is one of the greats. That's true. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I think with, with that, we've ra- rambled on for an hour and a half now. Uh, we can kind of get ready to close out the show. Do we have any closing thoughts, comments, any shout outs you want to give at this point? Like specific people that impacted you on the way up i think we'll just all unanimously shout out rudy for being just a god amongst men um Definitely. and yeah anybody else that you want to give a shout out to i want to find out who's next to nick i really i'm really curious. tempted to as well Can i've you been looking over like the a, up member wait, list is she still i don't know yeah she's here right now okay you don't need to show up on camera can you just give us like like a like a quote like oh, <laughs> oh hi <laughs> that's your quote <laughs> that's fine i'll take that quote we'll say something what? what I, I don't know. Do you want to say anything? All right. No? Okay. Uh, state your social security Nothing. number, right. please. I'll take hello. I'll take hello. Yeah. Hello, hello is good enough. I All don't right. recognize that hand. voice. That's more than I thought yeah. we'd get, honestly. So, um, Anyways, I'm going to be running that through a very advanced machine learning program that's yeah. going to analyze We should have an answer in two to four months. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm cranking on it with the uh, BU High Performance Computing Club, man. We're just going to use a supercomputer. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. They exist. I forgot about them. Yeah. What do you guys do? Uh, nobody <laughs> nice okay nice. <laughs> what do you mean what do you guys do I'm, nobody's from there oh i thought you were in the club you just said you were doing stuff with them no i mean as a meme but like i thought you were in the club at least oh my god you're so unreasonable no okay. not not even close dude i'm like great. what are you talking about i think I dom is in that right Maybe dom is, that is in that i think they talked okay, about great. the ryzen processors uh, yeah look at this yeah. we got rid of the ccx or could you imagine talking to somebody about these things course. I mean, you probably could. If we had Benji on the show, we we could trade blows about talking about architecture. 
And then he would be I like, I would not be there for that. Yeah. Then, then he'd be like, actually, I will actually, I made that processor. And I'd be like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we have the creator of the original processor, Rudy. <laughs> uh, used to be known as Alan Turing. Wanna, I do want to thank you guys and shout you guys out. You guys have been doing a fantastic job with this yeah. podcast. Hey, we ha- kind of have to because um, else, <laughs> that's uh, true. Else will be we will be into relative obscurity. You know, nobody will know who we are. Nobody will. We like actually us. hate this, but we have to because yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It is really fun to make, and I always say this anybody anytime somebody like reaches out about the podcast. That is like the greatest thing to hear is when somebody likes the content you make as like a content creator because that just makes you want to make it more. So really appreciate yeah. that. It's definitely like lit a fire under up and it's gotten us yeah, like yeah. a second wind definitely i feel like do, do you think do you think that um this is going to um make us look more favorable uh than the rest of our class or perhaps make the rest of our class feel like they have to contribute to up a little in a bit, more that, that donation that you were talking about earlier <laughs> that little donation <laughs> that i was talking to you about so nick let, <laughs> let me ask you a question you know like if you were to have you know what what is missing from your your setup at home you know what is missing? Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. you know, so first what do you want all, for Christmas? Wait, yeah, let's what do, do you that want before we leave. What are we all getting for the holidays? I know I know this man camped outside of a micro center for his gift, but like, what are we doing for the holidays? Let's let's close out with that. Uh, I'm going home because I can. And I will be... Uh, like, when I go home, I'm done. I'm done college. And then I have like a solid eight months where I get to just do whatever. Um, that was going to be on traveling but since that's now illegal i am now going to find other pursuits in the meantime 